Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 31 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys, Rich and Tim, bring you the latest information all over the world for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my co-host, Timmy. How you doing, Tim? This is episode 32. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 32 you know, of The Unwoke Show. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, hey, it, nothing wrong with a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit of folly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, anyway, guys, it's like, yeah, we definitely want to thank you guys for being a part of the show. Uh, so definitely, you know, give us a shout out any chance you possibly can get. Enough, because we'd love to hear from you guys. We're definitely seeing that we are very popular out there in some places like California and out there in New York. So I want to give you guys a major shout out for you. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we definitely appreciate it. Hey, if you guys ever have anything to say, definitely reach out to us at feedback at unwoke the show.com. That's feedback at unwoke the show.com. Love to hear from you guys. And also got a great show for you tonight. And also, uh, definitely is, uh, I wouldn't say it's a surprise as much as it is. Like, I guess I could say it wasn't so much an if, it was more of a win. And so tonight's episode, episode 32, got it right now. Yep. 32 is basically called Victoria's Secret. We going broke, going woke. Yep. And not surprising that we've got another major brand out there who was betting on the uh, woke agenda. Let's just, you know, let's just call it what it is, right? Um, that all-inclusive ness right kumbaya everything the that is supposedly the woke um mindset uh or as elon musk would call the woke mind virus right i agree yep and so uh this is coming directly from economics times uh in a in a recent turn of events renowned lingerie chain victoria's secret is reportedly returning to its roots moving away from its recent woke and feminist rebranding efforts uh according to businessoffashion.com these changes have failed to translate into substantial business success leading to a notable decline in revenue what brands have we talked about previously rich that have gone the woke route and have uh experienced uh, social backlash as well as uh, economic backlash and continuing social backlash yep. you might add so i mean we've spoken about so many different companies who are from nike to obviously um bud light bud light and all target that. yes exactly i mean so a lot of these companies are i mean disney disney had to lay off almost what three thousand five thousand people yeah Di- i think disney is probably the most prominent that is just taking a beating um over the woke agenda um you can throw lucas films in there the star wars franchises mm-hmm. right um it has taken a massive beating um in terms of loss of revenue same with the marvel yeah. uh comic book brand has taken a massive beating i mean it's saying right here that the brand has observed has observed a significant drop in projected revenue for 2023 now estimated at 6.2 2 billion after the shift this drop will be a five percent fall from the previous year that's that's just amazing and the fact that they you know they went so far and i think as you can show i mean this show's dating back you know about a year or so and they just went as far as they got rid of every angel i mean these are like household names at least amongst guys right you know so i bet 
but you know there are people out there that you know that i'm sure ladies know as well you know heidi klum you know um tyra banks you know some of the famous people who were out there right. in lima mm-hmm. you know so and for whatever reason giselle just that well that's true yeah, yeah giselle yep exactly you know so uh, and for whatever reason, I remember when I first started reading about this story, you know, a few years ago. And then once I got done with the story, I was shocked initially that they were going to get rid of the angels and also. But then when I found out who they were replacing them with, it's like, wait a minute. What you're replacing with Megan Raponi? Yeah. And they even restructured uh, their board to lean towards female representation and sales continued to plummet. Uh, the brand's inclusive initiatives, which included featuring LGBTQ advocate Megan Raponi and a transgender model as spokespeople, along with bidding farewell to the famous angels, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, garnered initial positive feedback from online critics. However, they failed to uh, translate into increased sales, which is not a shocker. Right, right. It's, it's, see, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like what, what made you think, or that you that things were going to skyrocket even more when you're putting people in your clothes? That first and foremost, I'm sorry, I, I'm just gonna call it like it is, you know, because you know, unwoke shows about being raw. I, I, you couldn't pay me to see Mega Raponi naked. You just couldn't. Right. It's like you, you just couldn't. I mean, I'm sure she's got ripped abs and stuff like that and all, but it matters. Absolutely not. And then you're going to sit there and say, well, if you don't like that and everything, let me just put a man in there. Like, what? Yeah. It's like, you know, like, what were you like? What were you think? It's 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 just that's a question that we're just asking. It's like you have these major brands and everything. So where I mean, I, it, the way it made it sound, it made it sound like, you know, Victoria's Secret put like Frederick or Hollywood and a lot of these other places. I mean, I mean, they put them out of business. Right. Because they did so they did so great with their commercials and obviously you know like right around this time you know because it's about to be the the major holidays you know this is about the time when they start showing like you know their holiday remember back in the day they would do their like their holiday their holiday sale yeah and, well and, and the catalogs and stuff right and exactly you yeah. know so and you're doing that and then on top of that one their big hoop to do that they did every year was when they would do the runway show that was always on cbs right now common sense you would think in business sister and goes I'm highly doubting that when AC Nielsen is taking a a survey of how many people are watching the runway show, I'm going to guess it's not majority women. Right. And, you know, and I think Victoria's Secret also uh, lost some of that mystique, if you will, um, in their brand. Uh, because back in the day, you used to be able to walk past their store. They would have doors up. They didn't advertise a whole lot. And then you went in there and it's like, oh, I'm walking into this boutique. And you walk out and you felt like, you know, I can imagine, you know, on the woman's side, they're walking out. Um, they've got something, carrying something sexy. And obviously a guy's like, oh, you went this, right? Oh, right. what did you, right? So to... To the other extreme, they went completely mainstream, and that mystique and that appeal and that allure of, oh, what did you get, right? Right. Um, is gone. And uh, I think this statement kind of sums up why um, 
Victoria's Secret was seeing such a decline in sales. It says in 2021, American professional soccer player uh, Megan Raponi pointed out the prior messaging as patriarchal, sexist, and emphasized that it was geared towards a younger demographic. Yeah. It says the what? yeah, it says the brand in an effort to reverse this financial decline is now looking to blend its signature allure with a more inclusive approach epitomized by the Victoria's Secret the Tour 23. Where did she get off saying is Patriot? What does that even fit in? I it, she when does did, did, I don't when know. When did pink become patriotic? I well, don't, I don't get it. See, that's the are we making crap up as we go along? Yeah. I know that's a common theme in society now, but right. I honestly, I would contend that as soon as the pink brand mm-hmm. and that was their thing, yeah, came into uh, existence, I really think that had a um, significant impact because you were absolutely you know the pink was definitely geared towards uh the younger demographic you know teens and stuff like that Mm -hmm. right and it all of a sudden it it took away that allure okay right In, Mm -hmm. in my opinion um because you know it was geared to be kind of an adult store but it not adult in your traditional mm-hmm. um you know you're not going into like a hustler store or right, or some right. other store right like that right it was more of oh this is geared towards women um there's definitely something sexy about it and stuff now don't get me wrong some of their stuff is um a lot or a lot of their stuff is still sexy but it's all in how it's presented and that like yeah. a, I keep going back to mystique and allure because that's what it was like you, when you walked in you, and all of a sudden you saw stuff you're like oh versus how I mean you walk oh, past the pictures the mannequins yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all that stuff you go like Ver- wow this is really something yeah versus now it's just overtly out there mm-hmm. right there's nothing left to the imagination when you walk in there um, and you know, I can't speak for females today if they still feel that, uh, if they ever felt when they were carrying a Victoria's Secret bag, if they, you know, a level of sophistication or sexiness that goes right. along with it. Right. The striped bag and everything is like, oh wow, she went to Victoria's yeah, Secret. Yeah. And, you I, know, that that's, I mean, you're, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. There was, I mean, I think, you know, when you're. When you're a guy, you're walking past it where and you saw like the pink. Or you're like nudging like, your way. Like, yeah, hey, you kind of, yeah, I mean, it's like, like you're trying, you, you're you slowly go? turning your head to kind of look in, but not really look right. in. Come on, guys. There's some of you guys out there. I don't care where you are in the world and all, so you know you've done it. So, but, but, but I do understand it. But, you know, I kind of wonder too. It was like almost kind of like with, um, like Abercrombie in, in, uh, in reverse, you know. So Abercrombie, when they first started, you know, they knew they had a lot of their teenage, uh, their most of their market was basically their teenagers and stuff. You know, we saw. Remember how we used to get the big, you know, uh, the big eight, shirt. The yeah. big shirt. Well, I mean, you got the big catalog, but yeah. they had. I mean, I had several Abercrombie shirts. I mean, their stuff was good, and you know, their button downs, their fleeces. I mean, you should be able to go in there. But then all of a sudden, they started catering to a a completely different right crowd 
all together and it was skinny jeans this petite tight that yeah and teens uh, mm -hmm. everything under the sun i mean that that's ultimately what it ended up going towards and it's just like yeah and you know and another thing too is like and the reason why i brought this up as well is because you know i worked i worked for Abercrombie were for a very short stint in college, you know, mm -hmm. so just a couple of the holiday months and did that. And also I hated the job. I think it was awful. It was awful. And also, but, uh, but I do remember reading in an article where, so where, and maybe you guys probably noticed it too. And also eventually they came out with a store that was just called Abercrombie. Yeah. And what they were doing is that they realized where that the, the demographic of customers that really built them up when they first started were getting older. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they didn't want to lose that customer base. So they, they made, they made this basically called Abercrombie, mm -hmm. which normally if you see them in a the mall, they were literally like right across the, across right. the way from them, you know, with the little um, yep. blinds and everything like that or so to do that stuff. So, but it's like, you know, maybe like with Victoria's Secret, you know, so it's like, no, obviously, you know, you're not trying to say it's like, you want to put every, you know, future it's like yeah you don't want to be sick right and also but i wonder if that's probably what they were doing or because i try to think it's like what for teenage kids what was their what would be their competition at that time would have been would, hollister when it yeah came. maybe that's it yeah because because right. that's right because hollister was more of a, of a beach like a california yeah, kind of kind of kind of that um, surf clothes kind of type in there maybe that's probably their um, biggest I, maybe maybe an Eddie Bauer, maybe. Yeah, Banana Republic, those types. Well, Banana Republic just went completely metro, and they well, they had. I was not the biggest fan of their clothes. I, I, I mean, I had their T-shirts when their T-shirts when it had the Banana Republic guy on the back. Oh, and the, it was, yeah, yeah, with, the, yeah, with yeah. the different maps and stuff. Mm -hmm. That stuff was cool, but then they just went complete metro, and I don't even shop at banana republic right. I, I won't even go in there and look around because i'm just like no that's so not. was it like pink was like their way of saying like okay we're looking for the 18 19 early 20 i, I mean but you were getting brand. younger younger than that in there they were appealing really? to the teen the you know the middle school high school crowd okay that's yeah that's i mean that's a little bit much yeah and so and i think this is a uh a great point by greg unis he said victoria's secret and pink brand uh, emphasize this new direction, stating sexiness, sexiness can be inclusive. He clarified sexiness can celebrate the diverse experiences of our customers, and that's what we're focused on. CEO Martin Waters conceded that the inclusivity initiatives had not yielded the expected uh, profitability, stating despite everyone's best endeavors, it's not been enough to carry the day and i'm not surprised well no i'm not surprised either because the by that it's like yeah because the truth be told it's like look i know there's some guys out there because you know that's probably some of the people they hired on their their new lineup that they had i realize there's guys out there that are you know what you want to call the chubby chaser i get that they like the girl who's five foot one you know 320 and everything like that and also but i mean i understand that more power to you you know whatever floats your boat and also but no offense. It's like that's just something I do not want to see. It's like yeah, and, I, and, and it's like it's it's not geared towards everybody. It's not right. It's like the brand is not. It's not geared to. I mean, you know what? It's like when you look at like when you look at play uh, like brands like go like go back like in Hooters and like that. So right. I'm sorry, Hooters does not hire really big girls. No, they don't. They don't. They got to be big in one way. But they can't be big in all ways. Right. Okay. So 
no one complains. And that company's been around for like 40, 50 something years or something, you know? So yeah, it's like, you know, so there is a certain limit that is expected of where it's like, okay, you should be in some decent shape, i.e. either petite or a little bit curvy because Heidi Klum was curvy. Yeah. And also that was the one thing about it. It's like, you've seen this curvy white German girl. Right. That was not normal, but it sure got your attention. Like, damn. Well, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks, right. Started filling out a little bit. But she was, right, sporty. But she, yeah, but she wore, you know, she wore War- clothes. And Adriana Lima, you know, she's skinnier girl while she's Brazilian. Right. It's like, you know, she looks great. It's like, you know, but I'm sorry. You're going to sit there and try to walk, walk your little ass down like that. That's five foot two and 290 pounds wearing pink lingerie. No, I'm sorry. I, it's like when she gets to the end, please don't turn around. Right. Just walk backwards. I mean, you don't hear people bitching about. Um, uh, we were just talking about Banana Republic. Nope. How they've gone completely metro. You walk in there. I mean. Even if I put on one of their XL shirts, it's still too small. I'd have to go into like, oh yeah, like a even a double XL. Someone's just like, no, this. I just know this isn't me, and I don't feel bad, right? Right. About so, it, and right. I don't care. See, and that's the thing is like, because you know, Tim and I, we both work out. I'm sure a lot of people out there uh, listening to you work out. And how many times have you been into a show or to to a store? And they said, there's like, and you know, you're looking for an uh, extra, extra large or because maybe you got wide shoulders or a small waist or or maybe you have larger arms or something like that. Or where so and you're finding out they're XL or whatever like that. It's like, dude, what is this? You couldn't find a T-shirt small enough. Exactly. It's like, you know, exactly. Right. Exactly. It's just kind of, kind of like what what is this? And I once um, I once had a relative uh, order, try to order me some dress shirts and also as a birthday gift. And I'm like, OK, cool. Sat there, saw it like that, or so I guess apparently they ordered it from China. <laughs> that probably should have been a yeah. That's that's flag number one. It's like one. yeah, exactly. You know, so sat there. Shirts came in, where it's this nice little kind of silk kind of looking mm-hmm. looking material. Was like couldn't wait to put the shirt on. Guys, I kid you not. I sat there had the, had three different shirts. I put on the first shirt. I couldn't get my arm halfway through the sleeve. Called them back up. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And they were like, well, wait, isn't that the right size? I'm like. You have the right size, but this is the right size for somebody who might be of a smaller, who might be a little bit more smaller than me. Where it's like, because I'm sorry, you know, we got arm day. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? It's not going to be. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, we got arm day and chest day. It's like that. And they're extra large, you know, so it's still small for us. Where, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have felt it. But I mean, yeah, but you just, I like to say, you know what you like. And in this case, it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I know what I like, and I'm sorry. It's not seeing a fat chick or so in some cute some lingerie. I'm. It's just not. No, and that gets back to um, something you and I were talking about um, earlier today. We were talking about a post on Twitter about um, guys who don't date heavy curvy girls, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find it. Um, uh, right now, but you know, there's just it, it's whether you like skinny girls, Latin girls, Asian girls, whatever. I mean, whatever you want to uh, uh, call it, right? Um, there is something for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. It just may not be a Victoria's Secret store for you, right? So you know, right? I mean- 
I've had these conversations with my mom and I'm like, mom, they have clothes for them. Like Lane Bryant and all these other ones like that are specifically made for bigger girls. Yeah, and there's a store not too far from uh, the Unwoke Studios, um, a DXL. Yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. designed for larger men. I mean, let's just be right. honest. And and, and it's not everybody is Big obese, but yeah. they're, they're literally, you can be 6'7", 6'8", that you need to find pants that you're not going to find when you walk into a Kohl's. Right. Or, you know, hey, an Abercrombie, you're not going to buy jeans from an Abercrombie if you're 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, I mean, right? yeah, the new rookie for the San, the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, man, he's got to get all his stuff. Made. I mean, where do you think Shaq was getting his stuff from? As a 7'3". Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you're not walking into Foot Locker or anything, and I know this firsthand with having big feet. You know, Shaq's not walking into Foot Locker and be like, yo, what do you got in the 18s and 20s? Right. <laughs> right. Right? He's not walking into a Johnston Murphy's and says, I need a set of loafers in a uh, 22 wide. Wow. It's not happening. No, it's not happening. So, so being able to have – see, that's the thing about it. It's like you don't hear – see, that's the funny part. That's actually a, a really good point that you're making. Because you realize where, so you don't have men who are saying like that, well, we want to be inclusive. No, I'm sorry. There's guys out there that are 6'4", 6'5", 6'7". They're not complaining. Okay? So part of the reason why we have situations and why, unfortunately, Victoria's Secret, it took them several billion dollars for them to finally get to the point, is that what we have now is we have people out there that basically say, I need you to accept my laziness or whatever you want to call it because we've talked about this on previous shows yeah it's like i need you to accept my laziness and consider that normal and therefore if you don't now you're being discriminatory well i think what got victoria's secret into trouble honestly was um i guess for women they felt like um that in order to be sexy and be pretty and feel everything uh, and to feel sexy, you had to look like a Victoria's Secret model. Hmm. No, no. And, but you know, when they, but I think that goes to um, when they see, you know, when you'd see the catalog and see the skinny clothes that they're supposed to be wearing, you know, that that they have any, um, because Victoria's Secret actually used to sell, clothing you could order it through their uh catalog but you know apparently whether you look at a cosmo or a vogue or something i guess for women for the longest time felt like you've got to be you know five foot four a hundred pounds right or size zero or or anything like that um and you know that was never the case no it no it's not a word i mean like i think uh i think a week or so ago we were using about we used the example like with ashley graham like you know so yeah exactly ashley graham like said she's a you know a little bigger girl but she's beautiful nobody's got a problem with you know it's like but the fact is just that there are just certain brands that they just know that it's like okay we're looking for a certain type of client right and this is what it is now if there's another company out there that wants to do that Okay, that's all fine. In fact, for some ladies out there, if you're that pissed off about it, make your own brand. Yeah. You know, or, or, 
you, yes. There's not, other brands out there right. to go look at. It's not Victoria's Secret's responsibility to carry the torch and say, um, oh, we're inclusive, we're all this. Mm -hmm. I, it, it, it shouldn't even have to be said. Um, wow. it, and it's ridiculous because you see it in apparel ads today um you know it things like um oh uh who is the clothing company it's always buy one get three uh three they're owned by the gap um oh navy yeah old navy mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. you know they have sizes and stuff all over the place right there but yet they're not under attack for being inclusive or not right. inclusive or anything like that right. right um what about limited uh, mm -hmm. or uh not lane bryant um and taylor is another brand i mean they, yeah. none of these other brands are catching crap for uh being you know non-inclusive or anything like that but because victoria's secret is and because they caved to uh, the woke crowd, you know, mm -hmm. sales plummet. And you know what? I don't feel bad that their sales plummeted because they bought into a bullshit thought process. Right. Right. Or as, as we said earlier, Elon Musk and the woke mind virus, right? It's their own fault. Right. Right. They, they made bad business decisions because they caved um, to society when they should have come out and said, you know what? We're not for everybody and we are okay with that. And if you don't buy our stuff, that's fine. But guess what? We're still going to do the runway shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I would argue they ought to bring the catalogs back to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. I think they need to bring the catalogs back. I think they need to bring either bring back, they're some of the original angels. I know they're probably a little older now. Doesn't right. matter, but you know, but you know, whatever it is, you know. So, or just go out and get some some brand new ones. And see, here's the thing. I think for for VS, it's going to take them some time to get their notoriety back. It's going to take some time. Yeah. It's not that it can't be done. See, any of these companies, and I'm saying this, like you know, and this right. this even goes for for Bud Light, you know. So although. It shows right here where, so as of yesterday, where I think it says, it says uh, global beer giant Anheuser-Busch, and this is actually from the New York Post. Global beer giant Anheuser-Busch, InBev, says its U.S. sales tumbled 13.5% in the latest quarter as a persistent boycott of Bud Light continues to roll the company. So, I'm not saying that these companies can't revive themselves. They can. This company needs to say sorry because they weren't even listed to their customer base. But... It's not that these companies can't revive themselves. It's just the fact that, you know, you have to know it's like, okay, let's really sit down, take a deep breath, and think about what we can do to salvage this. Bud Light's been spending for what, the last five months? Yeah. Breaking their ass. Well, and they trying just... to connect with NFL and all these other things where so and People aren't buying it. We can see it, 13.5%. Yeah, and they're, what, they just inked a deal with the UFC for next yeah. year, right? And here's the thing. Look, what, you were going to say? No, I mean, so, I mean, the UFC, um, you know, the fact that they're, 
hitching themselves to the dead hooker that is Bud Light. Yep. Right? I mean, it, it just, it, it makes no sense. Mm-mm. Um, You know, you know Bud Light paid a boatload right. to the UFC. Out of desperation, sure. Oh, sure. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they're trying to write the ship, and that's fine that you're trying to write the ship, but what you need to do is the the president of Bud Light and the president of Bev need to get on um, a call um, or produce a commercial that says, "Listen, fellas, we fucked up." Yes, our literally. bad, our bad. That's literally all we want. It's like people, as like I said, you know, people who are beer drinkers. This is all. It's like you know, because the funny part about it is that. They went from going and getting this guy to be their spokesperson. They didn't even listen to their marketing like that. And they had to lose $6 billion before they actually made some type of public uh, public statement. Before. Yeah. Who loses that in a week and a half? So then they go ahead and they do that. This guy takes off out of the country because he feels threatened and everything right. like that. You know, so... And all people, at least I feel like I'm understanding what their market base is basically saying, CEO, president, all we want you to do is just say sorry. Like you like you said, Timmy, they, it's like, we fucked up. We're going to rewrite the ship. We're going to tell you what we're going to do, whatever case may be. Now, in regards, like you say with UFC, because I'm a UFC fan, but I don't know when I first heard about this story about them wanting to go out and basically kind of making them Making Bud Light one of their main spots. Now, remind you, they could have picked any brand. They could have picked Modelo. Modelo is actually part of Anheuser Right. They could have picked Modelo's been on the Octagon mat for who knows how long. Right. If it wasn't the center, the center advertisement, they had to do something. Exactly. So basically, this looks like it's a thing of it's like, okay, look, Dana, we are really damn desperate right now. We're no losing, shit. We are losing billions and billions of dollars. Can you please save us from our fuck up? Sure, okay. Now I know that he released a con- uh, he released a um, uh, a quote saying it's like, hey, you know, they were one of the first ones to sponsor us, stuff like that. But what I will tell you, Tim, is that when I was w- reading about it on social media, I started reading some of the comments, and I'm going to tell you this right now, man. There were a lot of people who were commenting, people who are loyal UFC fans that were pissed. I'm not making that up. So many people's like, you know, say, why would you do this? It's like, you know, it's like you're saying that I think he said something like, you know, they were for their their values and stuff like that. And he says, how are you anywhere close to having it towards UFC having towards the values of Anheuser-Busch when they go and get a man to represent them? It's like, how do you do that? And also, and there were just there are people out there that said this, like they didn't want to watch UFC. They didn't want to. I mean, I was shocked to where so because, mind you, UFC I had a lot of respect for it because, you know, when COVID was going on, they were the only major sport that sat there and said, screw you guys, we're going to host something. Right. You know? And I think they they even catapulted themselves even more by doing it, but then they turn around and they do this, like, dude, you could have picked anything else. Anything else. And this is the brand you come up with? Come yeah, now. I, it's, I don't know. Is this a trying to get back to our roots, our people type of thing or something? I don't know. I'm not a Bud Light drinker. I never have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't realize the loyal following that 
existed with Bud Light. But, I mean, at some point with Bud Light, I mean, you got to say, you know, enough's enough. Um, and it just sounds like losing $6 billion wasn't, you know, enough, right? And, you know, it's interesting that I would think Dana White, who, you know, he sounds like if you hear him talk, is an I don't give a shit dudes kind of dude. Right. People respect that. Why you would, you know, you know, hitch yourself uh, to all of that nonsense and drama com- coming around. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just I, doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like Dana, you got a, you got a really good running ship right now. Really, really good. Story. You've been through Zions. You were doing, what, Proper 12 and all with, uh, with Conor McGregor. Right. I mean, there are so many other brands where you come. But of all of them, you decide to pick the most vilified brand that's going on in recent events. To to do, I mean, you know what? I mean, truly, that could have been a great choice. People, I, you know, I, it's um, certainly a, you know. I don't want to beat up Bud Light too much, right? Because we're talking about Victoria's Secret. It's well, definitely sure. sorry, guys. No, 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 it's fine. It's definitely a gamble on from Dana in the U.S. It is a gamble. I agree. Right? With that. Is it going to return six billion or thirteen billion in lost revenue? Absolutely not. Nope. No way. Absolutely. I still a bye bye. Yep. And so, again, as as we stated, it's going to take the presidents of Anheuser Busch and a Bud Light mm-hmm. just to say, "Yo, folks, sorry, we fucked up. Yep, we uh, abandoned our base. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we want to earn all you rednecks back. Let's get this back. Let's get our, you know." our proper drinking community, yo, Kid Rock, we get it, we hear you, mm-hmm. um, and move on. And I think what Victoria's Secret needs to do is they have to get back to their roots. Yes. And they have to have a message, in my opinion, that says we're not for everybody and we're okay with it. Right, um, and more companies should do that. Yeah, I mean, if I if you just do a Google search for uh, women's underwear, right, you know, right now, right, I mean, there is just letting you know this is something Tim does not do often. So just no, kind of just give him. A- I mean, <laughs> what? There's American Eagle. There's Soma. There's what? Third Love. I mean, there is. I mean, all sorts of other places out there. Vanity Fair, yeah. Macy's. There you go. Right? I mean, Victoria's Secret is not the only game in town. I mean, shit. Amazon, you can buy shit off. Oh, well, okay. Go to Amazon. Um, Adore Me, although they got bought by Victoria's Secret. Um, but, I mean, there's all sorts of bare necessities. There's, there's another one, right? Uh, Calvin Klein for girls. If you like Calvin Klein stuff, Tommy John. I mean, there's just uh, oh Skims. Isn't that owned by the Kardashians? Isn't Skims the Kardashians I or something? So. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, there's another brand Lounge. There's I mean, a lot of brands you're naming now. So we do or we are looking for more sponsorships too. Yeah, we'll take <laughs> any any sponsorship. But my point is, in just doing this one search alone within two minutes, 
I've managed to name off at least at least a half a dozen. Yeah, half a dozen places, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, again, Victoria's Secret's not the only game in town anymore. Um. Uh. It, it, so go someplace else. Mm-hmm. Look someplace else. Um. I mean, it's it's not um a big deal anymore. Right. Um, Frederick's of Hollywood. I mean, you can go online and find stuff yeah. from them. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, again, like I said, Victoria's Secret needs to get back to its roots. It needs to put the doors back up, stop advertising, at, you know, maybe a couple of cute model pictures out there, mm-hmm. but leave the rest, you know, bring the curtains back up. Spin off the pink brand, sell it, or or whatever, you know. Yeah, the whole thing is like where there was a there was a table and then there was a wall and you had to walk yeah, around the wall. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean, to, bring you know, it all. Like the- you said you bring it back that mystique, and also it's like when you look at like Lamborghini and also does everybody notice where that and you know out there that Lamborghini does not show commercials, right? Ever. Why? Because everybody knows it's an exclusive brand. McLaren. McLaren. Yep. Right. Doesn't show. They don't do that. Bugatti. Bugatti, Ferrari, none of them do that. No. And also, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a mystique to those cars. That's why... Aston Martin. When have you ever seen an Aston Martin outside of a James Bond movie? When have you ever seen an Aston Martin? You haven't. Exactly. And that's why I agree with you. I think, you know, Victoria Steaker has to get back to that mystery. Yep. You know, that that makes them unique or so. And I'm hoping all the best for them. The first off, congratulations to those of you guys who are in the front office of Warsaw at Victoria Steaker for... Finally waking up, seeing how it is where it, and I'm hoping there are more and more companies that will sit there and go, look, when you go woke, you go broke. Exactly. It's going to cost us billions of dollars. This crap is not worth it. Let's, you know, let's think, let's think, you know, a little harder, revamp ourselves because if it makes dollars, it makes sense. Exactly. And with that, thanks for tuning in with us and hanging out tonight uh, on Woke Nation. Uh, you know, it was great talking to you, Rich. Uh, a pleasure as always. And, uh, We will look forward to talking to our uh, Unwoke Nation next week. Um, As always, stay unwoke. All right, guys. See you next time.